This is Things I Need to Learn in Life I Didn't Learn in School. Covering everything we should know as adults that got glossed over in our classrooms. With your host, Wave News anchor, Don G. Thank you for joining me this week for Things I Need to Learn in Life I Didn't Learn in School, and there are so many. This one I really, really need, because I think it makes life so much easier. Pinky Jackson is joining me. Pinky Jackson Organizing. Are you organized, Pinky? I was watching a post that you did on Facebook the other day, and I happened to just be rolling through, and I saw you, and I know Pinky. I've known her for years, and I went, oh, there's Pinky, and I kind of almost scrolled through, and I heard you say the word organizing, and what, what, let me see what she's (laughs) saying, and you were just talking, and I was listening, and I thought to myself, why can't that be me? You know, why can't I be organized? You own Pinky Jackson organizers, and you go into people's homes. Yes, I do. And you literally get them organized. Yes, we do, yes. Why is it so hard for us to organize? Mm, That's such a good question. I think it's nature, it's nurture, but really so much of the disorganization is caused by the amount of consumer goods that are thrown at us right? So many things. Here, here's a freebie. Let me send you a sample. All the junk mail that comes in that you don't want. All of the people in your life that are trying to get rid of things out of their house and are saying, here, you would like this. We think about a product and it appears on our Amazon wish list, right? So we're really swimming upstream, right? And of course, our clutter, it's, of course, it's our responsibility, but it's not our fault. And that's the most important thing is to let go of that shame and blame and judgment so that you can move forward. It's, there's a lot going on in, in, in consumerism. There's a lot going on with stress. There's a lot going on with the, with the transitions that we have in life. We have a baby, we have a death in the family, we move, we change homes, our kids are home for NTI. We have to work from home. There's all of these things that contribute to disorganization and some people naturally enjoy it and some people don't. Huh. There are people that that enjoy being unorganized? There are, some, there are people who it doesn't bother them if they have a lot of disorganization and a lot of clutter. They're more visual, and it doesn't bother them. But there are people who enjoy organizing, and there are people who don't. But some people need a lot of visual things. They need to see it, or they don't think they own it. They feel happy when everything they've ever received as a gift is on display. And there's some people that one piece, one greeting card, one piece of mail on the counter makes them very unhappy. So everybody's a little different. And so we have to have a different approach. We have to be given different tools and different resources and find out what is it that makes us happy in our home and work a system to achieve that. Wow. Okay. So in my thoughts, when I said, you know what, organization, I'm every day. I feel like every day I am working to organize my desk. This is every day I am working to organize my work uh, bag. Every day I am working to organize my kitchen. I must be doing something wrong because I shouldn't have to be organizing the exact same things every day. Well, yes and no, right? Yes, if it's the few things that you're actually using every day 
and no if you just have too much inventory, right? It should take us just a few moments to reorganize our purse and reorganize our desk really quickly at the beginning or ending of our day. But if we have 37 pens and we have notepads, notes written to us, ourselves on post-it notes and on journals and in our computer and our phone, if we have seven coffee cups and yet we only use the one that we have. So it's about reducing the inventory so we have less inventory to manage. And that's what I'm trying to get homeowners to think about just like retailers think about what is our inventory? What is actually paying its rent in our home, right? What are we using? So a little bit of tidying. Once your entire house is decluttered, organized, labeled, whatever it is you need to contain and maintain that, then it should just take a few minutes. If it's not taking just a few minutes, usually that means you have too much on your counter, too much on your calendar, or too much on your mind. Oh, wow, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So when you go into someone's home, what's the first thing you do? Or when you go into someone's office, like what will you organize? Like sure. what kind of place, what, what kind of places do you go to? Uh, mainly homes. We do do some small businesses. We do some community era, er, uh, areas as part of our pro bono work. Um, but mainly we're in homes. And the first thing I do actually is a free assessment. I walk through the house if it's local on site, if it's not zoom and I observe and I listen. And that's the first thing I, I also invite clients to do observe what's working well for you, what makes you happy, and what makes you uptight and sad. And also listen to yourself and everybody else that you share the home with or the space with. Listen. And I can usually tell once I'm on site within just a few seconds if this person is visual, if they're more of a hidden or a micro organizer, you can tell by this, you know, you know, ain't my first rodeo. So you can <laughs> kind of tell. But what I need to hear, not just my observation, I need to hear what's really stressing them out the most or the area that would make them the happiest if we transformed it. So that's where we start. Right. And we start with something that they're very motivated to make decisions about. And that's important because a lot of people come up with failure at doing their own organization because they start with towers and towers of paperwork or they start with memorabilia. Those are not two areas that most people can get a lot of traction quickly. So we start with something easy. For me, we would start in the kitchen because I don't cook much. So it's easy for me to go. I have four burners. I need four pans. And I'm good with that, right? You cook a lot. So we're going to want to really honor that and maybe start with something that you're like, I don't do this hobby anymore, or we don't use this room this way anymore, or I'm going digital with books or whatever it may be. We start first something that you want change in, but that also the decisions will be easier until we build up your decluttering muscle, right? Once we get rid of something over and over, we go, oh, it's not as hard as I was afraid it would be. What what do people what do people fight the most? What what do you see them fight the I most? I think the things that they think what if one day, right? What if one day I need that? Or I'm keeping that because my grandchild might want it, my nephew's getting married, my mother passed it to me, so I have to pass it to someone else. So it's those traditions that are no longer relevant but they're still traditions and they think they need to keep it or they were or they grew up post depression area era and they think they need to keep it uh, the other thing that they fight is generally the things that they think have more value because they paid a certain amount for it 
I paid a lot of money for this, and I don't want to just get rid of it. I don't want to just donate it. But if they're not using it. If they're not using it, then that item, whether it's a collection of cosmetics or books or furniture, it is not paying its rent in your home, and it needs to go. If you, you are paying the rent of whether it's a mortgage, whether it's rent, whether it's insurance, the maintenance, the upkeep, and your visual stress at looking at it, it is not doing its part in your life. And those are the things that you need to balance that with what your goals were, right? That's why we start with what are your goals? Because then when we come up against an obstacle that I don't wanna let go of this, I don't tell anybody they have to let go of anything. I say, well, let's go back to your goals for changing this space into a meditation room or an office or whatever they wanted. What was their goal? How does keeping that support your goal? And that's what I wait for, is for them to understand, oh, sometime when we're, sometimes when we want to add organizing to our life, we have to take other things off. Our counters, our calendars, and our mind. We have to let go of some things and some habits and some mindsets to get the organized, beautiful home that we deserve. So I did the stupidest thing on, I think, when I think about it now, I did the stupidest thing on New Year's Eve. You know, my kids are grown now. Yeah. And it was me and the dogs at home, and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? It is 2023. I'm going to get organized. So I thought I would force myself into organization. Mm -hmm. I went around the house, and this is no joke, I started in the kitchen and I took everything out of every, oh. yeah, you know, I took Ooh. everything out of every uh, ca um, counter, everything out of everything. My pots underneath the sink, the food, I took it all out. When I did that, then I went, furnace room is next. I took everything. Oh. Now, I didn't finish and sit down on the floor and put everything back oh. in in the kitchen. Nope. Because I thought if I take it all out, I have to put it back in. I have to force myself. I took everything out of the furnace room. I took everything out of my closet, right? And then once I took everything out of everywhere, my dogs were like, what in the <laughs> world? is Because they couldn't even walk around. Right. Right. And so then I, I started in the kitchen putting things back in the cabinets, right? After about four hours of that, and it was like, I don't know, 4 a.m., I went, what have I done? Yeah. <clears throat> it was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. That's not the way. That is so not the way. That is absolutely no. not the way. Yeah, bless your heart. Yeah. yeah. I got it done, but it probably took me two weeks, yeah. and then my, my whole life was upended. Sure, sure. You lost some things, some sleep. Some, <laughs> some peace of mind. mind. <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, emptying an area first is usually the best way to do it, but it's an area. You know, it's one drawer, or if you have a team of people there, it could be the entire kitchen or the entire pantry, but that's when you have professionals on hand that are gonna have it looking better before they leave, right? If you're doing it for yourself, you wanna start with just one area. And I think the thing, if someone's really that motivated, what possibly could have been a solution, if you're that motivated, I'm gonna get it done, I'm gonna get it done housewide, is instead of pulling out all the inventory, set up a sustainable system. So go into every room and put a trash can, a recycling bin and a donate bin everywhere in the house. 
and just those three bins, whether it's one per room or one per floor or one per area, a trash can, a recycling bin, and a donate. And that those you may not want to donate anything. You might, may want everything to be trashed. You may have a lot of electronics, so you may need an e-cycle bin. Set up that system housewide, and then each day or each moment or each week when you have time, go, I'm going to put things in these until one of them fills or until... I want to go on to the next thing. So the system can set up for two or three weeks, but you need to keep your walkways and not have all your inventory. So that might be might have been a better way that I would have suggested. If you'd called me, you should have called me. I would have told you about today. <laughs> I, I should have. But it was just one of those minutes where I was like, I'm getting organized. Yeah. And I'm not forced, but I wasn't thinking. Yeah. And then after about, I don't know, probably 32 hours of looking at all the stuff on the yeah. floor. I was like, why did I do this? Why did yeah. I do this? And we have Sunday dinners. You know yes. that. We have everybody. Yes. And I, I looked at my sister, and I was like, we can't have Sunday dinner right over here. House. There's no, <laughs> there's nowhere to sit down. You yeah. can't walk through. I mean, it was just so I got yeah. it all straight. And I was so proud of it that when everybody did come and have Sunday dinner at my house, I was like, everybody, go in my furnace room. Yeah. <laughs> and and everybody was like, in the furnace room, everybody go in the furnace yes. room. And everybody went and they were like, wow. Yes. And my kids were like, how did you do this? Yes. And I was like, I That's worked hard. So important. That's so yeah. important. Celebrate. You know, we, we declutter, we organize, we celebrate. And that's part of what makes it not only worthy of your attention, but sustainable. Because you celebrate those big victories as well as any little small ones. So good for you. So, uh, I was going to say this until you said something else. I thought in my mind, and I guess this is only for me and some other people, because you said everybody is different. Like some people want that clutter or that, or that mess, I guess. But for me, when everything is clean mm -hmm. and in its place mm -hmm. and it's just spectacular and there's no mess, for me, mm -hmm. I feel like my mind is right. decluttered. That's right. And even when I make my bed, mm -hmm. I feel like my day is better. That may sound stupid to some yeah, people, but all. I feel like when my, my when my bed is made up and I put my shoes up and and my my chairs are underneath the table, as crazy as that sounds, I just feel like everything is better. I like that organization and my day is calmer. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. For many, many people, a decluttered environment equals a decluttered mind, right? And that's very important. And even if folks are very visual, and I didn't mean to say that they want clutter, but they define clutter differently than others, right? So folks who like to see a lot of visual things they have a, the, their brain works a little differently, right? One of my favorite things about being a pro organizer is understanding neurodiversity and how we can really use neuroplasticity to help someone who feels really cluttered to feel less cluttered by organizing in the way that makes sense for them and to helping them change habits, right? So some people need to see their items because their brain works in such a way that if they don't have enough stimulation, they feel stressed out. Right? If they don't get see all the flowers, all the cards, all of that, that's unsettling for them. Whereas other people, if they don't have a completely clean slate, that's unsettling. So we have to find that out about the individual, right? And we have to find out how they work, how they function, what makes them happy, 
because that's the key to a, a happy world is individuals who are happy, right? And being able to, to share their gifts with the community. So yes, for many people, knowing where everything is, and maybe for most people, knowing for ev- where everything is, is a good thing, but some of them need them need to have more layers to look at around that to feel secure, right? To feel secure that the things they own are with them. So Pinky, how did you get what in you makes you an organizer? Mm-hmm. Was it practice? And you may not be able to answer this because mm-hmm. what in me makes me a storyteller? What in me, uh, I mean, I was I was doing this at six years old. Mm-hmm. You know what? I knew uh, this yeah. is what I was, yeah. this is what I was doing at six years old. I told my first grade teacher, this is, this I'm is sorry, I'm a newscaster, move out of the way. I got to tell the story, you know. And Beautiful. So what may, like, did you know? I mean, even when you were a kid, were you yeah. were you doing this? How did, yeah. yeah. You know, as I reflect back on it now, yes. Uh, I'm really lucky. For me, being a pro organizer is nature, it's nurture, it's a great deal of life experience, and it's constant professional development. Um, I grew up in a family of 12, oh. right? Oh, my goodness. And my mother was very organized, and she had charts, and we had chores, and most of her children were pretty organized, and some of them, I'm saying them because it wasn't me, not. So I loved being able to go in and organize my sisters who were teachers, my sisters who were artists, they had all this stuff, and I loved it so much. And when I went off to college, I didn't realize everybody didn't know how to organize their rooms and get their chores done and do their own laundry and organize their notes. I didn't realize that wasn't something that everybody's mama hadn't taught them. So I got to practice on all sorts of people in in school. And every job I ever had, every nonprofit I ever volunteered for, they were like, ooh, Pinky, would you organize the stock room, the events, the teams, the offices? I was like, yes. So I had kids before I realized, oh, I'm a professional organizer. And so for me, it was nature, nurture, and then the love of it. I've studied every model I've ever heard of, tons of certifications. So for me, it's a, it's a passion and it's my mission because I realize that all of the things that I've ever done in life have trained me and prepared me to love on people in their homes, to go in there with no judgment and help them transform their lives. You know, because that's what they do when they have a transformed home. So for me, I think it's it's one of everything, you know, and just really being blessed by an amazing mama. Because, and I think about this, even when I'm, uh, and again, this is, may sound crazy to some, but even when I'm driving on the street, I'll pass a home and I'll look at a home and I think different things about it. And I'm, you know, oh, that's a really comfortable looking chair on that porch or look at those beautiful flowers but I pass it and my thought is always I hope they're happy in that home I hope that home is is comfortable Mm -hmm. and if a home is I think everybody should have a safe place to fall at the end of the day because sometimes the world can be cruel and I always pray that that everybody has a safe place to just come in and if you go home and it feels good mm-hmm. and looks good and is the way you want it to be, right. what a blessing that is. It is. That's such a beautiful thought. And it absolutely is. It's a blessing. And it's also essential. You know, when we look at whether you are 
a powerful woman or man in business and you need to entertain and your home needs to be lovely. I love those clients because it's so much fun to do these most beautiful homes in Louisville and make sure that they can do this wonderful work because so many of them have wonderful philanthropies. And I don't want them organizing their cabinets and putting labels on. I want them going out there and doing what they're doing with their philanthropies, and I want to. You'll put the labels. Oh on. yeah, you go. You go do this amazing <laughs> philanthropic work you do, or run your business, or teach your children, whatever it is. That's really important. And on the other end of the spectrum, are the children who come home to chaos? Are the children who? are stressed out by the time they get to school because they couldn't find their shoe and mama was yeah. stressed and and the children who can't sit down with their family at a table cuz it's just cause too much too much and so both of those are so important in the world they're so important and so that same thing i hope you're happy inside and happy is not you know i am a flaming optimist and a bit of a pollyanna but deep down into what that happiness is. It's about peace. It's about justice. It's about child development. It's about taking care of one another so that we can be here as the beings that we're meant to be, to learn and to love and to transform. And being able to function in your home and find your things for work and prepare a healthy meal, all of that is really essential. I mean, that's the start of your day. That's right. And that's the end of your day. That's exactly right. And that's so important. It's so important. All right. So if someone wanted to talk to you, how do they get in touch with you? Super easy. My name is the business, Pinky Jackson Organizing, and it's pinkyjackson.com. So it's very easy. At pinkyjackson.com, I'm very transparent. We've got my prices. We've got client reviews. We've got how we schedule, what's included. I try to let everyone see everything without overwhelming them. Um, so they just go to pinkyjackson.com and, and get, some, you know, get some information. I do free assessments. Sometimes, most of the time, those people can hire us and we can help. Sometimes they can't. I still give them some good tips because I want to help everybody. And, you know, we have a great team. I have a team of 17 here in Louisville. We help people, you know, all day long with so many transitions in their life. Um, we are blessed to do great work because being organized, having a home that's decluttered and organized that you can anywhere from entertain to just go to bed peacefully is really important. And before I let you go, uh, just give us three top tips maybe mm. that we can just do on our own. Wonderful. Well, if you feel like your home is already organized, then your tips are different than if you feel like you've got some clutter. So a lot of people have heard of the one in, one out rule. If your home's decluttered, I say three out. If you're going to bring one book, one piece of clothes, whatever in, find three things that you can let go of. You're not going to declutter unless you change your inventory volume. Right? The other tip is that is really important is tell everybody you know who buys shops or sends things to your house that you're on a diet, that your, clutter, your cluttering is over. I, I have coined the term pre-clutter as a noun. All that stuff that tries to come in your house without intention and without a place to live. So tell everybody you know, including yourself and your wish lists, that nope, I am going on a diet, we're going on a fast, no new things for a certain number of time, three days, three weeks, the year, stop the inventory coming in. Again, going back to that, having places where you can take things out of the house, you have a system. Say, here's a box that's going to be by the front door because that's where I walk out. Once the box is full, it has to go in my trunk. Once my trunk is full, it's got to get donated. So have a plan for getting the things out. 
Right. And for people that uh, uh, are not organized, mm -hmm. three tips? Ooh, if you're not organized, of course, getting things going. Also, giving yourself about a shoebox every day, every evening, every weekend of clutter, right? About a shoebox, maybe you'll use a shoebox, maybe you'll use a bin, but just that amount of stuff that you make yourself go through and do that over and over and over again. Give it a small, manageable place. When I'm working with children, I tell them there's an imaginary line that is three feet square in their room, and we're only gonna get rid of that clutter. Because if you're really disorganized and you're really cluttered, you're overwhelmed, right? And, and if you much. get overwhelmed and you're trying to do everything, you may not you, do it, then you you'll stop. You may not succeed, so start with small places. When you do that first shoebox, if you've got, like this was fun, do again, do again, do again. It's just a volume, right? If it was hard for you, have a glass of wine, get some chocolate, do whatever you need to do to congratulate yourself for making progress. You are changing your brain and your home, right? So take a small chunk, let everybody know, stop bringing stuff, and that's yourself. Most people who are really not organized are bringing the things in themselves. So that would be the other thing I would say is stop looking at any other source besides yourself. Because a lot of times when people have a disorganized home, they say, well, my husband does this, and my daughter does this, and I Like, no, we'll tend to the knitting of our own self first. And then once those family members see you decluttered and organized, they're going to be motivated to maybe do it. But you won't be authentic telling someone else to do their stuff if your stuff isn't organized. So start with your stuff, have a system for getting out of the place, do small, manageable pieces, and celebrate after each one. There you go. Pinky Jackson Organizing. And again, how can they find you? PinkyJackson.com. There you go. We appreciate you. Yeah, I'm not totally you. there. That's I'm not okay. totally there, but I am well on my way. You are on your way. You took on a big thing, Dawn. That was mm -hmm. a big thing. Yeah. And you celebrated, and you did the smart thing of, hol of holding yourself accountable. Because yes. you showed everybody your furnace room. I was like, ta-da! And you can say, you know what, we're going to look at that once a month. Yes. You can do something like that to keep it going. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, You're Pinky. Welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate you. you. So decide what do you want to do. Do you have too much of something? Do you want to just stop and get organized? If you're like me, it feels so good to get it under control. Things I need to learn in life. I didn't learn in school. I hope you learned something today, and I appreciate it when you join me. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon.